What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Why work from home when your office could be anywhere 2021 has been and will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. And I am counting down the days until I take my Mid-America RV and go west. Like, what's that? Fifle goes west? That's me. Lewis Maddie and Clark. goes west. Um, Lewis and Clark. We'll be leaving from Kansas City, so. Um, question? And go to Mello. Oregon. Holy shit. Mello, who are you telling? And carrying venereal disease. <laughs> <laughs> And carrying smallpox in my blanket. Oh, Lord. Right? Lord have mercy. Mello, who were you telling uh, to stop it? I don't know what you're talking about. I saw it. Were you just trying to be distracting? Was I? No. Were you? I would never. Do you know what Mello is distracting? Just what? Hair on your legs? When you need to trim downstairs. <laughs> right? People send me pictures now. That? Because oh, we always go to Manscaped. Paige has been getting that for years. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, wow. People have been sending me <laughs> pictures of like houses, like with the shrubs trimmed and without the shrubs oh, trimmed. I thought you meant better that. than the, right. I haven't been, not those kinds of pictures. Please don't send me okay. those. I will close my DMs immediately. <laughs> I don't know you had Brett Favre's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> not touching that. <laughs> Twofold, not touching that. But also, uh, your house will look bigger if the shrubs are trimmed. So use that promo code two guys twenty and Manscaped will give you twenty percent off and of their products. Hey guys, I just want to say um, before we get started, I am happy that we made it past Sunday and you guys are still here because I know you know you can't guarantee you can't guarantee that everyone was going to be right. here on Sunday. And speaking of that wonderful 49ers coach, Matt, we have some stuff that you should really just get the floor for because sure. we've talked Mello and I talked about it and obviously we all thought the pick was going to be Mac Jones. Yep. And it was not, thank God. Happens. Yep, happens. Yep. But, That's the draft industry. So give us a little bit about what happened on draft talk day, about. how you found out. Yeah. Just tell us. Talk about. Um, so first and foremost, I had that thousand dollar bet with the dude on Twitter. I paid him. I people are like, pay up, bitch. And I'm like, I fucking did. Wait, there, what thousand dollar bet with the dude online? What? I had a thousand dollar bet with the guy on Twitter about it. And I paid it immediately, by the way. Okay. So it's paid. There there's a receipt posted on my Twitter. Um, we will be finding teachers. Uh Jared Brown, a great friend of ours who is a teacher in NorCal, talk to him about it. We're gonna find 10 teachers give you give me each 100 bucks for their classrooms. Okay. It's taken care of. I pay my bets. I don't okay. I don't lose often. When I do, I pay my bets. So people who are saying I don't, those are for you. Uh, secondarily, <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. It happens. Um, and here's the, the the thing about the draft is this happens. We're wrong. We're wrong about which teams are going to take which players. I got 12 picks right in my mock draft and did a fucking dance because that's awesome. That means I got 20 wrong and I was happy. Okay, that, that happens, right? And the other part of this is I think it's a tough industry to work in because coaches and general managers lie a lot. 
And I don't even believe everything that has been said by that front office and others after the draft. What does every team say after the draft? He was the top guy on our board. Bullshit. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. And so even for like John and Kyle to come out and be like, he was the guy all along. I'll tell you, I know someone who FaceTimed with them a couple of days before the draft. And that's not what they told that person. And so, and I know that Chris Sims doesn't just say crazy things for clicks because uh, he doesn't care about that. And I'm always going to defer to if Adam Schefter says they traded up for Mac Jones, I'm going to believe him. Now, as I, I wrote about this, and I don't know, we didn't get to talk a lot draft week because I was busy and you guys were busy. The information really started turning. When I got to Cleveland Tuesday, I ran into Adam Schefter and a couple other people right when I got there, like right when I was checking into the hotel. And I was like, he and I just had this like, hey, what are you hearing thing? And he was like, if I had to bet a dollar, I would still bet on Mac Jones. But I'll tell you, things are changing. Like the tide is turning. And I was like, I've heard the same thing. So I think the other thing is, and I, I have to learn from this because I came out and I was like, absolute, this is going to happen instead of realizing that things can change. Yeah. And I was so absolute in it because all you heard about when they made the trade and I was at the BYU pro day where John Lynch was, I was standing with the New York jets front office when the trade happened, all anyone talked about was this is for Mac Jones. Adam Schefter has said it was for Mac Jones. You know, Chris Sims said it, Daniel Jeremiah said it, Peter King said it. And so in this industry, you're going to err on the side of, okay, like we're all hearing the same thing. It never made sense to me. I was never saying it should be Mac Jones. I just thought it was because that's who everyone believed it was when they traded up. So I'm going to be wrong again, trust me. Um, And everybody's wrong in this business. These draft grades, everybody's rushing to put out. They're going to look real dumb as well. Like, and I get it. They're fun. It's a part of the business. I love writing them. Love doing mock drafts. It's my favorite part of the draft. I got 12 out of 32 right, and I was happy. So, like, that's just the nature of the business. Yeah. No, I think uh, Mello and I talked about it a little without you, and we just said, like, look, that's what you were hearing, and we're going to go with that. Like, we're not going to sit here and be like, oh, right. you were wrong, and whatever, it, and dance on your grave. It's more like it is what it is. This is part of how it works. And like, you you know, I mean, Kyle Shanahan had fun with it. Why? Like he said, why would he, if that was the narrative that was out there, why would he go out of his way to tell other teams what he's doing and change the opinion? Yeah. If I can jump in real quick. One thing I did hear uh, Friday morning was that John and Kyle wanted to double down so hard on the, we don't leak thing that like that became the mantra of, because they were so pissed that people knew they liked Mac Jones when they traded up that they were like, we're shutting this down because they didn't like that that got out. So however that got out and I have my suspicions, but I can't say them on this podcast. I'll tell you guys after the, the person who was talking about who they liked has been blackballed a little bit now to where that person didn't know who the pick was going to be, but they knew who they liked a month ago. Okay. Again, I'll tell you after, but like in most organizations, there's usually like a guy who is the guy who information gets out from. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're okay with it because like, ah, it's a trade-off of information. Like the New York giants had a guy who was notorious. Like I was at the combine one year and bumped into him at a bar and was like, Hey, who do you guys like? He told me who they were picking like at the combine. And it was right in April. So like every organization kind of has that one guy who will talk. I think the Niners have found out who their guy was and that person probably won't get that type of information anymore. I think they're still valuable because they're obviously good at what they do, but when you identify your leak, you plug it. And I think that's what they've done. Yeah. If um, we had a leak on this podcast, who do you guys think it would be? You. 
You really I'll tell you think who so? it wouldn't be? It would not be mellow. It, it would, would not, not be, be mellow. Me. I will take secrets to the grave. I'm actually an excellent secret keeper. Matt. Paige, <laughs> I told you a secret and you dropped hints about it every chance you got to the point when? that I had to tell Mello the secret when? when you knew I was getting engaged. Um, No, I didn't tell anyone. Okay, so that is not fair. Well, actually, I didn't tell Kath because she was sitting next to me when I got the text. I went, holy well, And she was like, what? Tell anyone. The leak. <laughs> but I, it was like... The and way also, that I had we were to tell Mello. Wait, wait, time out, time out, time yeah. out. We were in Texas and Matt had not told Mello at this point that he was getting engaged or want, or had bought a ring. And I knew, and I did not bring it up one time. Okay. I didn't bring it up one time while we were there until Matt brought it up himself. And I was like, he was like, Hey, by the way, Mello doesn't know yet. And I was like, okay, I figured, cause I didn't say anything about it. And so that's false, Matt. I kept it a secret and you were the one who wanted to tell them. you're a terrible secret keeper, especially if it's for Do you. Do you remember sitting at a Mexican restaurant and you were like, so Matt, it seems like yeah, you, because you asked changed me your tone early. on getting married. That's because earlier in the day you were like, hey, by the way, I should probably tell Melo. How about we do it tonight at dinner? That's what you said to me. So, ha. Okay. You well, said that to anyway. me at that lunch place. Yes. So I am an well, excellent secret keeper. Matt, Matt is a good secret keeper when he wants to be, but if it's about him or something that he's doing, he wants to tell you. Oh, I'll brag. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Here's one thing. Here's one thing about this industry, right? No one's going to praise you. No one's going to promote you, right? You have to do it yourself. Now, I don't want to go full like retweeting every compliment or like, look how many picks I got right in the mock draft. I brought that up for context. It's 12 yeah. out of 32 is really bad. Um, but like in this business, like no one is going to pat you on the back and be like, oh, look how good this guy is at his job. Like you have to make your own path. And if that means being a, like a little cocky or a little confident, you got to do it. Right. Just like Melo is, you know, he's just right. always complimenting himself, always. always saying how hard he's working, always those things. <laughs> when he won that mock draft contest last year, though, we heard about it. We heard about it. Did My he man win this one to promote himself. He did. He had like the highest rated mock draft last year. Mello keeps it like low key. Like, so he tweeted out on the, I think it was like a couple days before the draft. He was like, Hey, if anyone wants to join a zoom, like, let me know. And so like, I was like, okay, cool. I'll join the zoom, like with Mello and see how many people are there. There was a decent group of people that were there. Mello's a pretty popular even guy. More couldn't get in. That was, Thanks. I couldn't get in. Did you see Pat McAfee did that? And like he had like 120,000 yeah. concurrent watchers. And so some company reached out and was like, this isn't Geek. sponsored. We'll buy it. Yeah. I said that and, to Melo. Excuse me. That's the. Move. And then they, uh, yeah, they, they did a deal. They, they called trending. him. They, they started yeah. trending, but they literally called and made a deal live, which is great. So, so if anyone would like to call us and make a deal right now, feel free. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'll give you my phone number right now. Actually, no, I won't on the podcast. Um, all I right. Will. Let's move DMs on. Are open, though. Yeah. No, yeah. They are open. It depends on how it, I go a couple days and then I'll maybe read them. Okay. Um, let's move on to some more draft stuff. Um, Matt, who had, and Milo, who had a bad draft in your opinion, Dallas. your humble opinion. So I think Dallas did. And I know everybody's gonna be like, they got Micah Parsons. Yeah. I really like Micah Parsons. They had to trade down to do it. Number one, because everybody knew they wanted a corner and they got the two teams in front of them took a corner. And then in round two, Everyone knew, I believe it was Trevon Merrick that they wanted, and they got jumped again for him. And so Dallas had this problem of everybody knew who they wanted, so they got jumped. And we did a lot of this on Sports Center, so I apologize if I'm being redundant, but their pick of Osa Adigizua, 
I he was picked 125 spots before I had him ranked. Uh, Chauncey Golston was oh. over 200 spots before I had him ranked. And Nashawn Wright, I had ranked at 315 overall, and he was the 99th pick of the draft. And Cowboys fans are like, well, other people had these guys rated highly. I don't, I don't know. They didn't. Like maybe Osa Digizua, you had like a fourth round grade on. No one had Nashawn Wright in the top 200. And we interviewed Chauncey Golston. I liked Chauncey a lot. I don't believe anyone had him in their top 150. So Dallas reached bad. The weird thing is like they rebounded with Jabril Cox, but then in the fourth round, they draft a player who got kicked out of Florida state for having 11 incidents of dating violence against his girlfriend. So he has to go to Butler community college, then goes to Marshall. And when he was drafted, no one was talking about it. So I did what I'm like, I, I tweeted about it. It was like, Hey, can we talk about the fact that this guy got kicked out of Florida state, which is really fucking hard to do. And that there are 11 counts of dating violence against him to where his girlfriend was afraid he was going to kill her. Now everybody deserves a second chance in life, but drafting someone like that in the fourth round is sketch to me. And Micah Parsons and Kelvin Joseph both had, you know, the old character concerns. I think it was both like maturity issues, but like Dallas threw out the big board and they threw out the character board and they were like, all right, we're not on the yacht this year. We don't know what to do. I thought Dallas they had definitely threw out the character board. I don't mind their draft. It's like it's a boomer bust draft. I was uh, Micah Parsons. I think that one will probably be okay. Kelvin Joseph, but it is. There's a, there's a lot of character concern. So we'll see what those guys are like once they get to the NFL. Uh, you know, we've seen it in the past. Sometimes guys get to the NFL and they mature. Sometimes they get yep. to the NFL and they do the opposite. So we'll see what happens with the Cowboys draft. Uh, the Rams were the team for me that stood out, even though they like they don't value the draft. So it's like, how hard can you actually knock them for it? But Tutu Atwell in the second round, like Ernest Jones yeah, in the I third. I I didn't love their draft, and I I see I don't think I ever really do, but they usually pan out, <laughs> and they're probably just going to flip some of these picks for free agents anyway. So I didn't like the Rams draft, but I'm not shitting on the Rams. I also didn't like the Raiders draft and I know there's been like some people who are trying to like CYA and be like other teams had a first round grade on Alex Leatherwood. I don't know of a team that had a first round grade on Alex Leatherwood. And I saw Peter King wrote this morning that he reached out and couldn't find a team that had a first round grade on Alex Leatherwood. And then they proceeded to draft three safeties in their first five picks. And I know fans are like, you know, one of those is going to play linebacker. My point is he played safety in college. So you're drafting yeah. players and moving their position. I liked divine Diablo. He's a good player, but he's now making a position change in the NFL. That's tough to do. Um, man, they didn't address, they addressed their offensive line with Leatherwood, but then they didn't like, they took a center in the seventh round. They traded Rodney Hudson. And I think it just goes back to Mike Mayock, who uh, John Gruden, they don't know how to value the draft. So even if you loved Alex Leatherwood, you have to be aware of where other teams have players graded, which is why mock draft exercises are important. It's why in this team of all the teams should not be throwing stones in their glass house about draft experts, having people graded somewhere. You <laughs> might want to look at what your GM was doing before he got the fucking job, but you should look at mock drafts and say, okay, where does Daniel Jeremiah have Alex Leatherwood? Where does Mel Kuyper have him? Where does Todd McShay have him? Because their grade on the player might not matter, but that is a consensus on where the players drafted. Smart teams use that information to say, you know, we could probably trade back and still get this guy like Minnesota did with Christian Darisol. Like you can manipulate the board. If you like Alex Leatherwood, cool, but you don't have to take him at 17. If they yeah. traded back and got him, we'd be like, okay, yeah, there was going to be a run on tackles. He's ready to play a right tackle. Um, and I like Trevon Merrick. Obviously I like Malcolm Koontz, but I just thought their valuation of this draft was really bad. Um, so question, what percentage of draft 
picks would you say, I guess maybe like the first three rounds of them are like ready to go and start right away? Like, I think I know it probably for the depends Raiders. on the team. Yeah. I just think in general, like when you're reaching up for guys like that, like, do you expect an Alex Otherwood to just be like ready to go? Is that why they wanted him now? Like, I don't I think so. Okay. I, mean, I think they've said that they expect him to be day one starter at right tackle. Yeah. Does yeah. it really just depend Which on, on that offensive line? <laughs> I, I think it's team right. specific. Some teams will take a guy in the first round, uh, like the Titans taking Caleb Farley in the first round. I think that they're thinking, you know, maybe he won't be available for us this year, but they did that before with Jeffrey Simmons. Like, they, we don't it really works. give a shit about the first year, but it's, you know, it's the future of this pick. And uh, I think with them, they kind of, maybe even plan to stash him for a year or, you know, a couple of weeks until he's fully healthy. But other teams have to have those guys go right now. Position matters too. Like running back, Najee Harris, first round, he has to play from day one. Yeah. And he better be a thousand yard back and a 500 yard receiver from day one. I'm so excited. Which I think he will be. I'm so excited about that. Um, the other team that Matt was interested in their their draft picks was the Vikings. Yeah, I thought they did a good job. Like, again, evaluation, you know, when they came up, Justin Fields had just gone off the board, so they didn't get Justin, right? So they're sitting there at 14. Is like, okay, we need an offensive tackle because the quarterbacks are gone. So they traded back, and they got two uh, extra picks by trading back, two third-round picks, and that allowed them to get Kellen Mond, uh, who will be their quarterback in the future, they hope. So I thought they had a good draft. Getting Darisol, it's more about the trade back, but then getting Chas Rat, who will be very good for them. Getting Wyatt Davis, who I know Mello had a first-round grade on. Um, I like Wyatt a lot. I think there was some medical stuff that pushed him down my board, but they had a good draft, and they had a ton of picks. Like, they had a ton of picks, which helps, but I thought they had a good draft. Carolina, though, really stood out to me. Like, people have been asking, who do you think had the best draft? Cleveland had a really good draft. I think Carolina got like six starters out of this draft. I mean, they nailed it. J.C. Horn will start. Terrace Marshall Jr. will, if not start, play a lot. Brady Christensen, I think, is better than Greg Little. and he, So if he's going to start at left tackle, potentially. Tommy Trimble is going to start. Davion Nixon could start for them. Um, they drafted a long snapper, Thomas Fletcher. Uh, he's going to start, obviously. But, like, they got Deontay Brown, She Smith. They had a really, really good draft. And that's, that's Scott Fitterer's first draft. So he did a great job. Love it. Um, so there is a lot of uncertainty around the Texans quarterback um, position because there is a rumor that or a report that they're likely that Deshaun Watson will not play next year due to some of the sexual assault um, allegations against him. They did draft Davis Mills. What do you think the expectation is there? And what are you sort of hearing from that area? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the report that said, I think Adam Schefter said he didn't think that Deshaun Watson would ever play in Houston again. I tend to agree with that, right? I mean, he didn't want to play there at the beginning of the offseason. Yeah. And that situation, I mean, his situation has only gotten worse with the legal allegations going on right now. So I would think that that's a fair assumption. They added yeah. Tyrod Taylor. When your first draft pick is a quarterback, that says a lot about your quarterback room, right? And so I think I like Davis Mills. He's going to start 11 games in college. It's real hard to get a feel for him. Um, the flashes are really good, but I think this is Nick Casario saying, okay, we, we have a superstar quarterback who one doesn't want to be here and two has legal issues right now that might prevent him from being here, even if he wanted to be. So the Texans, we like dunk on a lot for being stupid. I actually thought that was a really smart pick by them. I did too. I like, what did you expect them to do? I know that even like some of their own fan 
where fans were kind of dunking on him. But like Deshaun Watson said months ago, he doesn't want to be in Houston. And so even if everything is cleared, the man still wants out of Houston. And if, you know, it's not cleared, he's not playing football again. So I think it was smart for the Texans to look at that first pick that they had. And with a guy like Davis Mills being there, I think they could have even been in the market to trade up. But I think they got probably the quarterback that they wanted right there. So uh, they were in a tough spot. I don't know what people really expected them to do. It's not as simple as, oh, well, you know, if everything happens uh, Deshaun Watson's way, he's going to come back and be the quarterback of the Texans. I think it's more likely that he'll come back and be the quarterback of the Broncos than it is that he'll come back and be the quarterback of the Texans. Yeah. Same with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like they don't need a quarterback because they didn't draft one. But like if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play for the Packers, he won't play for the Packers. It's that simple. He doesn't need the money. He's 37 years old. He could pull a Carson Palmer and like, you know what? I'll retire. Like I'm not playing. And same agent trade him. Right. David. I think they have the same agent. Yeah. Do we think a big country to silence his phone? Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Austin. Uh, Do we think that Aaron Rodgers will is more likely to retire or play for a different team? Uh, Play for a different team. I think it might take both. (laughs) Maybe that threat of retirement and then going to a different team, but I don't expect him. I don't want him back in green Bay. Like, honestly, it's not even a Packers thing. Uh, I just like seeing these big name quarterbacks move. Uh, Even when it was just like Carson Wentz or Matt Stafford, I like it. So I'm here for that. And it might even result in him going to the Broncos, but that's okay with me. I want to see him versus Mahomes twice a year. I want to see what that Broncos team looks like with a great quarterback. So I'm kind of here for it. And I, I think that, out of all the quarterbacks that we've seen this offseason, Watson, Wilson, Stafford, I think that Rodgers is petty enough to be like, yep, I said it, I mean it, and I'm going to do it. I don't think he cares if he burns bridges with Green Bay fans or ownerships or GMs. The guy doesn't even talk to his own family. So, like, why is he going to care about a fan base? He's just going to throw the deuces up and be like, I'm out of here. Uh, I'm going to, you know, Denver or Las Vegas, wherever it may be. So, I think Aaron Rodgers has the balls to actually pull this off. Whereas Deshaun Watson was like, "Uh, I would kind of like a trade. I request one when he should have demanded one. Aaron Rodgers walked into that office and said, I'm not coming back. He's already texted teammates and being like, I'm not going to play here anymore. And I think he actually means it. I don't think there's any BS to his game. He literally looked unbothered at the Kentucky Derby. He was, was, that's where I was going. He He looked stupid. What do you mean? He did look stupid. He looked stupid. stupid. Back me up, Mello. He looked stupid. Yep. That hat was dumb. It was dumb. Well, he also, I think it's the haircut right now. I understand that, like, I'm not in a position to comment on another man's body, but he needs to gain some weight. He just, he looks so skinny right now. Yeah, he looks like Did he anyone else went catch vegan. That? He looks like he went huh. vegan and like lost right. a bunch he, of weight. He again, which not would in a make sense. Which, comment, would be, but. which would be on brand for his fiance, uh, <laughs> right? By and, the way, that's the, true. The draft next year, April 26th to 28th in Las Vegas. That means the first Saturday in May, I will be free, and I'm putting it on the books right now. Tailgate tour, Kentucky Derby, Mid America RV. Get your shit ready, schmutz. I think we mellow. Here's my plan. I think we RV it to Vegas, and then we RV it to Louisville. Those are in opposite directions. <laughs> they are no, but that's what I'm saying. We drive out there and we film it. Like we get a, a trailer full of Boulevard and a little film crew, and we road trip it out there for the draft. And then we road trip it to Louisville for the Derby. Sam, um, I wanted you to think about it. So this. I also just would like. We'll pick you up in Vegas. 
I would like to say <laughs> is that this was my idea that we go to the Kentucky Derby because I text you guys on Saturday and was like, we're doing a tailgate tour thing, live show or whatever from the Kentucky Derby. And then today Matt tweeted it and I was like, I manifested this for you. It's happening. Yeah, that's the it's top the of my sports bucket list. Me it too. Really it's, it's one of those things that I really, really would love to go to. There's also a lot of bourbon tastings we could do around there. So if we, if you guys don't road trip it and we just fly, we can be there a couple of days early. And I'm actually, I should have texted you this page because Mello wouldn't go with me. I'm going to a music festival in Lexington that is a music festival and bourbon tasting. <laughs> Combined. Oh, Rewind. okay. It's fine. So you just, we're not friends. It's cool. I can send you the link. There are still tickets available. It's not like there's an assigned seat. What kind of so music? Go. Leon Bridges and Jason uh, Isbell are headlining it. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of music? <laughs> good. Good music. I don't good know. Music. There's the no good genre guy. that can hold those two. Oh my gosh. No, I love the idea of going to the Kentucky Derby. Um, also love the idea of just going bourbon tasting. That just sounds like. I feel like there are two different crowds at the Kentucky Derby. And I might not see you guys that weekend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I actually wore a seersucker jacket on TV the other day. No one commented on it. Thank you guys. But I'm ready. Like, I'm ready for the derby. I don't no even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Paige does. I do. I and I saw it no on idea. Kristen's that she picked it out, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was enough. You got props from the girl that picked it out. That's all that matters. The woman. Sorry. Um, Something that I don't know if you guys saw, but was all over Twitter, um, was the Diamondbacks had this thread. Um, I did see this. This guy DM'd I the Diamond, like responded to the Diamondbacks and said, hey, like my friend is on a date. Is there any chance you could like flash the camera towards this? They're supposed to be sitting here. Um, he's wearing this and she's wearing that. And so the Diamondbacks Twitter, like basically like got the people who were in charge of the camera included. They found the couple and were like following them all night. And there was like this whole Twitter thread about all of it. Turns out these two are like not only well, his friend obviously texted him and was like, hey, I'm seeing that this is trending on Twitter. I hate you um, because him and his girlfriend, I guess they're going on another date. Second date. It was their second date. It was their second date, but they're going on another yeah. one now. So not only did everyone get to just like live see their their date going on <laughs> on television, but also on Twitter via the the Diamondbacks uh, Twitter account. I feel like we should yeah. do that more often, like spying on your friends on dates via. I think it was Twitter. pretty cool to it be like, so hey, cool. my friend is on a date. And he's sitting like six rows up, pan the camera out a little bit. And then for the Diamondbacks to be like, eh, I don't think he's sitting there. And then they found him. Yeah, like his friend thought he was sitting behind home plate. He was actually on the third baseline. And they yeah. found him. And then like the replies of like, looks like it's going pretty well. They just laughed about this. They're looking at their phone. I think yeah. they just found out. They kept the camera on them for a, a while. Well, no, they, they just like kept checking game. in and then they were taking Oh my pictures. God. Yeah. And so literally, so they would be like, oh, they just got up. Oh, they came back. Okay. They're good. Like they're hanging out. Like uh -huh. it looks like it's going well. Like that is so amazing. And like everybody sort of like caught on to it, like halfway through what was happening it was amazing. They put them up on like the big screen too at the field yeah. as well. So there yeah. were other fans uh, at the game too, that had like taken note of it and were like, Hey, is this your guy? <laughs> like yeah. taking pictures of him and posting it on Twitter. It was that, kind of a cool event though. It is because it's like, you know what? Baseball is a long game. As we know, there are breaks in between, you know what I mean? There's, it lulls a little bit sometimes. I thought that was just like a really creative way for the Diamondbacks to get people to like, especially the Diamondbacks. They're not like yeah, right. super it's popular. Not anything else to watch. Yeah. Yeah. They're not so the Royals. Like, yeah, okay. But is, um, quick question. Yes. I love baseball games. Mel and I will be at the Royals game Friday night if anyone wants to say hello. Um, 
is a baseball game a good second date? That's a big commitment. That's like four hours. I, of, that's a big commitment. I mean, I would go on a first date to a baseball game. Really? I think I think it's a yeah, good second better, date spot. That's better than like eating food in front of someone. Uh-huh. I think so dinner dates are the You have to get worst. there separately though, right? You Uber separately to the stadium. Because if yeah, not, tickets are weird. That, that's a five to six hour commitment. Yeah, you got like it's meet. an expensive second date. It is. Yeah. I mean, now it wasn't. In, it was. I mean, you split it. It's a first date. Do you though? If you each want to go, if you want to go to a baseball game, I mean, no, it depends. I mean, I would want. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> right. But no, yeah, I, that's, that's a good first. I think. I think it's a good first date or second date or third date or fourth date, really. I do. Too, I really like going. Like, to you're games. sitting there, but you're also sitting there, and you're like, you're, you can have a, a casual conversation. It's, it's better yeah. than a movie. Yeah. It's also better, I or think, bowling than bowling or like any other bullshit. Yeah, I think it's better than any other sport too, because like any other sport, you have to like sort of be really locked in on. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's sort of like easier to have yeah, conversation, and, like you keep miss conversation. Something, it's like no big deal. Yeah, it's like you can catch up. You can figure out what happened, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot easier to to like have actual conversations at baseball games so i would say yes speaking of we will all be at a baseball game together in about three weeks i know and no two weeks oh my god and did you see today page that boulevard released that uh (gasps) vodka lemonade fling that we were talking about uh out mellow we're picking up like three cases of this stuff on friday by the way oh yeah if it's as good as the other ones that i've had no, really, we're. Pick- I've it's been talking be to them. We're time. picking it up. We're really picking it up. So. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I'm also very excited to go to a Royals game for the first time. Sup, Andrew mm-hmm. Benatendi. One yeah, of the best baseball be, parks I've ever been at. It's going to be great for you to, like, experience real baseball. It'll be good. Always got to make digs. Always got to make digs. All right, well, <laughs> we are going to take a quick break, and then we are coming back to do best players that ended up on teams that they didn't become famous with. Right. I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Something like that. Yeah, that's what we're I was like, it. Oh, sure. That's the terrible way of, of saying it. But yeah, we'll be back to do that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, we are back, and as Paige alluded to before the break, we are going to look at some star players that finish their career with different teams, a la what Aaron Rodgers is probably going to do. So the famous ones, uh, obviously there are some good ones. Paige, you have the best one, and I'll let you go first. Uh, I started with Michael Jordan. Because yeah, that's a good one. Let's just, I mean, call it what it is. The fact that he didn't end his career with the Bulls is just very odd. But it... I, don't, I know you guys are a lot younger than me. It was for a good reason. Like, he came back and donated his money to 9-11, like, yeah. volunteers, you know, like the, the responders. So, like, I thought that was cool. Um, I have scrubbed that from my memory that he played for the Wizards, though. Yeah, like, yeah, just, I think a lot of people like to. Yeah, yeah. do you think that, I mean, I don't know anyone that owns, like, a Michael Jordan Wizards jersey. I remember seeing him as a kid, though. I kind of want one When it happened, Yeah. I've, I've seen quite a few actually to wear a basketball Jersey. I would try to get one, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So I also not was probably to. too young to, to see people wearing those. It, yeah. You were probably like, like actually happening. Yeah. Like and right to below California. What? Yeah. You and you're yeah, on Jordan's the other side right. of the country. So yeah, that's true. That's true. That's fair. Mello. Uh, so I went with some, maybe not so obvious ones. Uh, 
no shade to be thrown, but yeah. mm-hmm. uh, how about this one? Hakeem Olajuwon was a Rockets great. I don't think there are many people that realize or maybe remember he retired as a Toronto Raptor. Like he spent some time with them, and it's so weird to come across a video or a picture and see Hakeem Olajuwon in a Toronto Raptors jersey uh, with the elbow pads and everything like that. So I, I went with Hakeem doing the dream shake up in Toronto. Not a lot of people remember that one, but it's one of those fun ones. I don't remember that at all. So yeah. that's a great it one. Happened. Uh, how about this one? Another one I don't like to remember, but can't forget it. Jerry Rice. Not only did he leave San Francisco, go to the Raiders and immediately have a 1000 yard season and be very good for them. Uh, we can't forget about Jerry with the Broncos and the Seahawks. So um, he will always be my favorite football player of all time and forever, even though um, he left. And it wasn't his fault, though. You know, they were ready to move on to T.O. Probably should have just kept Jerry. But uh, that one is still weird. And I, I know people who had Jerry Rice Raider jerseys. And it was it was he played there for a minute. It felt yeah. like. like five Wasn't years, it? maybe. So um, I think I've told you guys the story, but I was there his last game as a Raider. Cause my dad oh, you're saying niner. No, 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 no. I, I wish, but no, I remember him being on the Raiders. Like I had vivid memories of watching him play football for them as well. Mm-hmm. So I obviously loved him playing for the 49ers, but and I, but I was still so young. And so I think when he was with the Raiders, it didn't seem as odd to me because I almost put that one on my list, but I was like, I feel like it's not fair because I did watch him a decent amount with the Raiders. Cause also my dad is a Raiders fan. So I watched was there four years. Yeah, four years. What maybe years? Almost made a Super Bowl run. Two thousand one to two thousand four. Okay. What's crazy is he went there and he immediately had better years than he had in San Francisco. He's like, oh, he's thirty eight. He's done. No, he's not. He's the greatest of <laughs> yeah. all time. Him and Tim Brown, like old ass receivers that were still. And great. with Rich Gannon, just money. Okay, Rich Gannon, sorry, that's the guy that said I was cute. <laughs> I'll never. I told that story on the podcast again. Same game. He said oh, okay, it was cute. Yeah. I was like a little kid. Okay. Whatever, you guys. Anyway, my, my next person still plays. And his name <laughs> is Tom Brady. Oh, it is always going to be Paige weird. Paige is just going with the goat list. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it is always going to be weird that he didn't finish his career in New England. I just, it's still weird that he won a yeah. Super Bowl with the Bucks. Like, it's so bizarre to me, um, especially because like, it's like you guys said before, like it was most of my life that he was a, like the majority of my life, he was on that team. And the fact that he, I think someone tweeted that he is um, played longer in the NFL than Trey Lance has been alive. It's yes. like actually the craziest thing ever. So um, I had not seen that stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? So, yeah. I'm going to go with, with Tom in Tampa Bay, which is just. Have you seen the stuff with like uh Julian Edelman to where Brady uh, saw him at maybe the Kentucky Derby or something and said that he was just too afraid to tell Bill that he wants to come to Tampa. But actually Edelman was like, nope, Foxborough forever. So I think Brady's trying, but Edelman is not receptive. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, My next one, how about this all-time leading rusher for the Dallas Cowboys, Emmitt Smith, actually broke that record with the Arizona Cardinals. And he was absolute dog shit in those last years. But, man, he held on. He got that record. But Arizona Cardinal Emmett Smith is another one of those guys that you remember him, obviously, as a Dallas Cowboy. 
but actually mm-hmm. finished up his career with the rivals at the time, Arizona Cardinals, where he broke that record. Do you guys want that old something? NFC East? Do you guys want to know something really bad? Is that like I obviously remember Emmitt Smith for that, but another thing that I remember him from is do you guys remember that commercial that was like, My name is Emmett Smith? And it was like the identity theft one. It was like a credit card one. And they were like a bunch of people saying they were Emmett Smith and he's actually Emmett Smith. You have not seen that commercial. I think it's like a Visa commercial. You got to look it up. But that's one of like the most memorable things about him for me is that commercial. I'm well. sorry. I don't remember a commercial from 20 years ago. How do you, but it was like a very pot. It's like, my name is Emmett Smith. How do you not I remember, remember that? I, oh, here's the Am I the only you. one? You're the only one that remembers it. I'm sure I've seen well, it. How about the uh, Cam Newton one? With the kid who's the kid like, oh, yeah. Jump. Did yeah. you that see people Mac say that's Jones. Mac Jones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That kid Wait. looks like Zach Wilson, though. So, yeah. Can we take a moment, though, to talk about Mac Jones's walk really quickly? The memes of him walking and also the side I mean, by side of him and Bill Belichick walking. <laughs> and it was like the side by side of him and Tom Brady with their shirts off. I know, but that like, one's overplayed. But, but oh my gosh, the one of him walking and then someone was like, it was like uh, when your food's not right and you're going to see the manager or something like that. It, it There were so many memes around his walk through to go uh, see the commissioner. Uh, sorry, Mac, we're not making fun of you. Anyway, moving on. He's going to like three built, Super Bowls there. Yeah. He really is. He has like childbearing hips. Like he I is, said that on Twitter. He's kind of pear-shaped. Uh-huh. Again, I'm... I should not speak on anyone's body, but this is my job. So uh, yeah. here I am. I, we were uh, talking next, about it at the senior bowl, though. He looks like, you yeah. know, he got to Alabama and weighed like 175 pounds. And they said, we're going to need to bulk you up. You need to put on weight. And he did, but uh, he did it in some not so great places. Just in the middle. Yeah. Everything right through the middle. middle. Yep. Super uh, smart so my next one, I don't know if this one counts, but I'm going to use it. Charles Woodson drafted by the... Oakland Raiders became a great player there, uh, went to the Green Bay Packers, became an even better player there, but then went back to the Oakland Raiders. So I don't know if that one counts, but I'm going to use it because I love Charles Woodson. And when you guys said players who like ended somewhere be- where they didn't get famous, uh, that was the one that came to mind for me. And anytime I can sneak Charles Woodson onto the show, I'm going to. Yeah. I wonder how many people will, I'm sure like Raider fans try to forget those Packer days. And Packer fans know. might be like some of the only people that remember him. Right. Like he, I'm he sure he's going to so go into the Hall of Fame as a, as a Raider, right? Yeah, I would think so. Because that's where he started and ended. But yeah. the Packer years, he led the NFL in picks two years. Like, I think he became a Hall of Famer in Green Bay. I do, too. I would agree with that. So, love Charles Woodson. I like the pick. All right, Holy Paige, your last one. My last one is Joe Montana. Oh, surprise Honestly, one. <laughs> I know, right? After playing for a team that we love and going to a team that you love. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I just think I will always know him as a San Francisco 49er, period. I I hated him as a Kansas City Chief. I never, I've never been a Joe Montana fan, actually. And even as a child, when he came to Kansas City, you know, there's a lot of Chiefs fans, obviously, here where we live. And I was like, yeah, you know, he fucking sucks though. Right. Like he couldn't beat out Steve young. And that's the only reason why he's in Kansas city. I was mouthy. Back broke. <laughs> yeah. So uh, burned a lot of bridges back then, but Hey, here I am. Chiefs kingdom. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And I, to he be was fair, still I, good there. Yeah. I, uh, he was okay, he was okay there. Yeah. They, they had two winning seasons. Mm-hmm. 
which he's still one of the best quarterbacks in Chiefs history. He's the second best quarterback in Chiefs history. Yeah, even old ass Joe Montana, not like all the. I mean, he's better than Steve Deberg or Elvis Gerback. Yeah, and that Bono guy for a while. Out of all the quarterbacks that left San Francisco to come to Kansas City, Alex Smith clearly the best. (laughs) It's funny that, and then. San Francisco doesn't take a quarterback and the Chiefs get the greatest one of all time. It's funny how that works. Yep. Thanks, 49ers. All right. I think I'm up again. Uh, My last one, I'm going baseball on this one. I've tried to hit basketball, football, now baseball. Uh, King Griffey Jr. And no, I don't mean the Cincinnati Reds, King Griffey Jr. Uh, Griffey actually spent a little time with the White Sox, and it is weird to see it. And talk about all-time players that you just wanted to see healthy. King Griffey Jr. Man, I, I I was a big fan of Griffey and watching him grow up. But then, you know, those couple, I think he spent one season with Chicago. It's just weird to see him in a White Sox uniform. Yeah, and I'll stick on the baseball train here. Um, it's really weird to see Willie Mays in a New York Mets uniform. Uh, also played with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays for a year. But obviously a New York Giant. And they moved that. to San Francisco. He's a San Francisco Giant. And then, yeah, he's Toronto for a year. And then uh, the Mets for two years. So, uh, favorite baseball player of all time, Willie Mays. And it is, as someone who legitimately hates the New York Mets, it is very hard for me to reconcile those two things. So but, a baseball player that I couldn't put on this list because he did end up going back to the team that he became famous uh, with was Ichiro Suzuki because mm-hmm. he lives in my head rent-free because he played for the Mariners all those years and broke the A's hearts constantly. Uh, even when it wasn't at the benefit of them making the playoffs or anything like that, it was just because he was good. Um, and I loved watching Yankees. No, he went to the Marlins. He was also a Yankee for a a little bit. That's what I remember him like going to the Yankees for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He was good with the Marlins. And then like the last year or so of his career, he spent a little time with the Yankees. Yeah. So he, but he went back to the Mariners. Um, as well. Mm. So that I didn't add him to the list, but that is someone who, again, I thought you were going to put, I thought you were going to put Jason Giambi. Yeah. I I thought about putting A's players, but I was like, I'm so traumatized. Mark Mulder. <laughs> Mark McGuire. Anyone, anyone else. Like, literally anyone. I said, this list Barry could apply. Chapman. Yeah, this list. Right. <gasps> How dare you? Oh. This, list could apply, this list could apply to any A's player, pretty much. Like, it just, yeah. oh, it's just awful. And it's. You know who else this list would apply to? LeBron James, that ring chaser. <laughs> I really expected you to put him on your list. Like, I, I just realized that I should have. Right? <laughs> All of us are like, oh, whoops. Right. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, it's. Do you yeah. think people will forget the Miami Heat days or like the second run with the Cavs? I think right. the Lakers or, are so popular. That but he was like so right. famous before he even got to the NBA. So it doesn't even really count. Like he was famous. Mm-hmm. He was going to be famous no matter right. where he goes. Because technically he was famous with Cleveland first. He played the right. best. He won yeah, in Miami, but like he still he just came back in me. I bet a lot of people will not like kids will not know he went back to Cleveland. They will just lump all that in together. In and together. Like, Wait, you, yeah. You went back to Cleveland? Because that didn't yeah. even get like the you know the publicity that going to Miami did, obviously. And I think he did that on purpose. But it's the also decision. Like, but it's also just kind of impressive that he's won in all those places. And we'll you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't wait to see him in the play in game. Right. The way basketball is kind of watered down, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Oh, geez. All right. Well, we have some questions, guys. Noted basketball <laughs> expert, Matt Miller. Yeah, right? This is <laughs> a basketball podcast. Yes. And right? draft scout. You should just change it with the times. 
Well, it was almost MLB draft scout, so we'll see. <laughs> There's still time. There is a month away till the right. Yeah, I've all summer. Baseball draft. Right. Rule five. We got all that. Okay, let's get into the questions. Let's get into the questions. Mello, do you want to read them? I think you were the one that put them in the doc. No, I'm really. just making. I'm just making Mello do all the work today. I'm like, Mello, you lead a second. Mello, you do this. Right. I have to click into it. All right. This one was sent to the DMs, and uh, so I didn't put a name on it. I have a couple of what happened questions from the draft. Sage Surratt, Marvin Wilson, uh, top half first protections, first projections in 2020, and then went undrafted. Was it more than injuries? Question mark. And Kylan Hill almost going undrafted. So what kind of happened with those guys? I think we do see it every year. Even you know, Matt. I know we're both putting out stuff for 2022, but you do have some favorites every once in a while that will land early on these way too early to watch list, and then it doesn't really pan out. Marvin Wilson was a guy that really surprised me. I think with all of them as well, they're guys who miss significant time. Sage Surratt opted out. Marvin Wilson um, opted out. He got hurt and opted out, right? Yes. Um, and then Kylan Hill played a game, I think, and then opted out. Yeah. So I think that affected all of them. And again, don't shoot the messenger here, but I had heard with Marvin Wilson and Kylan Hill that teams had flagged them for maturity, off-field, you know, background type things. I don't think for Marvin Wilson or Kylan Hill, it was the, you know, Marvin Wilson calling out the head coach, Mike Norvell. I don't think it was Kylan Hill fighting to get the Mississippi state flag changed. I don't think those were issues. They, I know they weren't issues for the teams I spoke to, but I do think that those, uh, you know, maturity work ethic, those types of things hurt them. We're saying Surratt. Um, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of hype on him at Wake Forest. Same with Jamie Newman, who also went undrafted. I think it was a situation of their, their flashes were so good, both players, but when we saw both the senior bowl, they weren't good. Like, let's just call it what it is right. at the senior bowl. I started saying Sage trash gained 20 pounds of play tight end. He was stiff. And when you take a year off of football and you come back looking worse than you did before, that's not a good sign. Like I had him, I had him rated very lowly as well. I didn't think he would be a, a top, you know, three round pick. Um, so I wasn't, I guess not super surprised that, that he went undrafted though. To play devil's advocate. I know teams wouldn't say, oh, our issue is that they called out either their coach or something that is. <laughs> yeah, their whole state. <laughs> but do you think those things are a little bit of a factor sometimes? If like, if, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're a very, very good player, it's not a factor. But if you're like on the fence, it <laughs> is a factor, right? Yeah, I think it's like I don't want to be generalized and be like this was an issue. I it definitely could be for some scouts and some teams, and for the opt out guys, it was just so hard to get information, especially with Marvin Wilson having an injury, right? That's just hard to get information on. So, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely could factor in, right? I mean, I think a lot of things factor in, you know. Yeah. Even like there are definite biases that that factor in. Yeah, but I don't want to say that yeah. those things don't factor in. They should not, but I do think that sometimes yeah. you know teams will make excuses for other things too. But I had, to your point, Paige, I had them both with a round six grade, mm -hmm. both Marvin Wilson and State Strat with a round six grade. So the fact that they went undrafted, not that big of a surprise. And Kylan Hill right there as well, actually. I had all three with round six grades. So gotcha. it's not like this was Lyle Collins not getting drafted. You know, yeah. this was, these were players who were fringe guys anyway. Um, where did Jamie Newman end up? Eagles, right? I don't even know. I don't remember. I think I saw today that he signed with the Eagles. I can tell you yeah. where Saint Shane Bouchelle is. Yeah. Okay. Just Kansas State Chief. Oh, interesting. I already hit him up, Mel, to see when we're getting barbecue. So 
two of my favorite quarterbacks right there. Thanks, Big Red. All right, next one. I guess I'm reading these things. This was uh, just a tip question uh, sent to our DMs where you can get in there. I said I would do a better job of checking uh, our podcast Twitter account, those DMs, and I did. So here's one from there. Uh, What's the best way to handle when one of your good friends is going through a divorce? Uh, I'm going to defer to you guys. Yeah, Matt, what do you think? Right? I think the most important thing is to just Appropriate answer, okay. Like, really, it's just to be there, you know? Um, When Mello went through his, like, I don't want to speak out of turn, so you can have this edited out if you want. Your divorce was a little more unexpected, you know? And so I feel like for you, it was just, hey, like, let's let's just go have fun. Let's let it be a distraction, right? Let's let's just, when you were married, uh, we didn't get to spend a lot of time together. Yeah, right? So... um, (laughs) Let's make up for that. Like we now live five minutes apart. We're single. We have tons of, I'm not going to say that, that we have a lot more resources than we had when we were younger and single. So it's like, we can go do whatever we want now. There's no one to tell us no, right? We have no limitations and boy, did we have fun. Um, So I think the important thing is just be there. Um, When I went through mine, I didn't need somebody to be like, Hey, it's going to be okay, man. You're going to be fine. I probably needed somebody to be like, you need to slow down, bud. Like just chill, just Mm -hmm. take a minute. Chill. I think I think it's like you know any NFL drafts. It's like situation matters. Like like you're saying, like some people will jump in all gung ho, ready to move on, and sometimes you need to tell them to slow down. Sometimes you need to tell people to speed the fuck up. Like it's just go live. Take right. Yeah. Each each case is different. I don't know. You just have to know your friend. Sometimes people just need left alone. Sometimes people need that attention and someone around. It just depends on the person. Yeah, I would just say don't try to get people. Sorry, Paige. I don't try to get them out of their comfort zone. Like what you think mm-hmm. they need to do might not be what they need to do. Like yeah. let them dictate what they need. Yeah. That was what be would my... do? What would be best for you isn't always what's best for them. That was yep. gonna be my Paige. point. I was just gonna say <laughs> thank you for allowing me to speak. Uh, I was gonna say just be supportive. Like that's the biggest thing is be yeah. supportive in whatever they want to do. And maybe like if they want to go like get drunk and have a great time on the town, like maybe you be the responsible one to make sure they're good. Be like you know, carrying Tom Brady out, you know, if they're your Tom Brady, make sure they're yeah. at the parade, make sure you're the responsible one to get them home safely. Yeah. Sometimes you need a blind guy around. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Our buddy, uh, dead Dan, when I got, I mean, I got divorced once when I was 23. Um, that's a short marriage, long story. Um, and I remember being at a, like, there was like a house party. People were trying to cheer me up and I was like down in the, you know, just head on the hand. And our buddy Dan slapped me in the back of the head. He was like, nobody wants to drink beer and watch you cry. Stop. And I was like, I'm not crying. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just a little sad. I'm sorry. And then fast forward, second divorce, I had a completely different mindset with it. I was honestly excited. I was ready to live my life. And he was the one who was like, I don't think you need to be doing this. So like you, you almost always have that one person who's like trying to be the voice of reason. And then you have like what Mello was for me where he's like, so Sunday night, Thursday night, our nights at the bar now, or like as well as every other weekend when we don't have our children, like what, what's the play here? So you need like one friend who's trying to like worry about you. And then you need the other who's like, let's go have some fun. You usually keep your balance that way. Yeah. Right. And then he died and all hell broke loose. So now I'm just <laughs> running free. Yeah. Now we're, we've been trying to get in. We really can't. <laughs> All right, last one here. Uh, one of our few Patriot fans. I really like the <laughs> Mac Jones pick. We got a smart quarterback and didn't have to trade up. When do you think he starts? Week one, 2021, partway through 2021, or maybe 2022? I'm going to say week one, 2021. Really? Really. Yeah, so 
uh, here's my thing on this is what do we always hear about quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks? Well, he runs our system, right? So we need guys who run similar systems. Cam Newton and Mac Jones could not be more different. They're going to have to pick a system, right? They're going to, okay. So are we going to keep with this QB power RPO heavy offense that we ran with Cam Newton, which you're going to attack the middle of the field. I think they're the tight ends. They picked up a free agency are well suited to that. Like you got to see what you got as well. And if Mac Jones is this, football savant that we've all heard about, you know, and he's such a quick processor and he's going to, you know, pick schemes up so easily. What is the reason not to get him on the field? My second point to this, and I would say the same thing about Trey Lance and the 49ers, Mac Jones has played 17 games in college. He needs to play football. He does not need to sit. He needs to keep playing. And with Trey Lance and the Niners, Trey Lance played one football game in 2020. So you're going to let him sit for a year and play one fucking football game in two years. See ya. No, you cannot do that. Both these players need to play. I, wow, Matt, I 100% agree. I did not think that Mac Jones, I think they both should play. I did not think that Mac Jones is, was going to play. I, would, I will say that part. Um, but I would, I think this is a more delicate situation than most because I feel like if, do you think that Cam would be, like chill with this or is he like get me hmm. out of here Pete you know what I mean like not as a starter. I really don't know I really <laughs> I don't know if he's not a starter like well and they should have those conversations with him now right I mean not now once they start bringing yeah. Mac into the fold like I don't know and and we already they know probably that- had that conversation pre-draft though of like hey we could draft a quarterback early um do you think they did it- you think I don't think Belichick I don't would? I don't think Belichick would either. <laughs> probably not. Probably He'd probably not. be like, yeah, Cam might, you know, put it on Instagram or something like that. I just I think right. with Cam Newton and all the stuff, no one could read like it the, if he did. <laughs> right. With the, him saying, like in this offseason, I, I think that he said they're not 32 quarterbacks better than me. I don't want to be a backup. And then he re-signs with the Patriots. If he is the backup quarterback, yeah. I don't know that we're gonna see him be cool with it. I oh. think that he might even be a guy that puts in a trade request. And like you said, Matt, with these systems, they could not be more different. And I I wonder if New England does want to get back to more of the offense that they used to run with Tom Brady because what they did last year with Cam Newton was not that close to what they did with Tom Brady. And Mac Jones brings you more of that Tom Brady offense. So I think it's it's a really interesting case. I think obviously they bring back a guy like Cam Newton as a starter. He's a security blanket. And then Mac Jones falls to them. So ideally you would get two quarterbacks that are a little more similar, but um, I think we're going to see Cam Newton start week one. I I think that this is going to be like a week four to six. Maybe we see Mac Jones in there, or maybe, you know, Cam Newton plays poorly. They bring in Mac Jones, Cam still starts. I I think we'll see both of them play in 2021, but I do think Cam Newton will start the season. Yeah. I agree at that point, but I just, I I want the season. I do too. I also, I hope that Trey Lance starts for us. I know that sounds bad, but if Jimmy, if this whole situation is the way it's going to be like, why not just start with our quarterback of the future? Don't sit him. I don't think he needs to be sacked. I, people have been like, let him find like Jimmy to. for a year, but no. I, I will say this. And I know we have another episode in a couple of days. I actually did not like the 49ers draft after that pick. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought there were a lot of reaches, a lot of reaches. So they can't and help themselves with offensive line well, from Notre Dame. I, I love Trey Lance. I know he was both of your guys as QB two. Uh, I really, really like Trey Lance. What they gave up to get him is historical in terms of draft capital. Like it is the most expensive quarterback trade up ever. So he better be good. Yep. 
You can't just be happy it wasn't fucking Mac and you don't have to trade allegiances. Like, come on. I'm happy. Well, I still might because, you know, um, I know I'm happy. I'm really happy for Trey. I think he's a great kid. He's going to be, I think he'll be really good in that offense. I'm just, I, I don't think that it's the slam dunk that a lot of people are assigning it to be. This team has still one, had one winning season with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. The other years they've lost 10 games or more. I think it's okay to be a little critical and say, you have to show me, right? Like, here's what kills me. Everybody's like, Kyle Shanahan. Missouri and you. Right, right. Show me state, baby. Um, (laughs) Kyle Shanahan's a run game guru. He's not a quarterback guru. He's a run game guy. Like, I, so I don't, I hope it works. I'm rooting for Trey Lance. Really rooting for him. Um, um, We'll see. Okay. That was, that was the, I like the, I'm rooting for him. I have no idea why they drafted two running backs. Lord. They drafted up to who was the other one? They traded up to Herman? take Trey Sermon and they took Elijah Mitchell. I missed that one. Okay. I like Trey Sermon. I do two three knee injuries ago. <laughs> and in a different system. <laughs> All right. Well, we should end our show on a positive. Um good hair day by Paige. What? There's your positive. Good Paige had a good hair day. <laughs> <laughs> we love to see it. Um, no, I was going to tell you guys that we actually do have something to do in the next couple of, of days slash week. We have a date to go on, you guys. The winner of our March matchup, you guys are going to be on the date with me for the very beginning of it. So I'm now that so drafting is confused. over, I know. Uh. This, is what, this is what happens when... Um, you tell us things on the podcast that you haven't talked to us about before. That's, that's kind of what I wanted to go with. Right. I saved this as a surprise. So we do have that and TBD on if it's going to be recorded or not and shared with you guys, but we'll see. Go to a Diamondbacks game. Go to Diamondbacks. I have a fee if you want me there at the end and I'll just leave the next day. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show. That's where we end it. That is where we end it. Please leave us a review. Um, follow us on social media, two guys, a girl pod on Instagram and Twitter, and we love you guys. And we're happy to have Matt back. What's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.